thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris uh, and Rich. Uh, yeah, here's our hosts. We'll just <laughs> we'll call it there. Uh, number 26. Who do we got? Who are 26, gentlemen? I'm drawing a Joey big Co- fat blank. Joey Kosher, Ray Shepard, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I'm trying to think someone in baseball, but I can't right off the top of my head. Uh, Martin St. Louis, Tampa Bay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Chris. Jay Ski from NASCAR. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. All right. I'll get out there one day. One day, Chris, will get that. Yeah, well, that's... Promise next week we'll have it fixed. May not be your name. It, it may just be generic, but it will be fixed. So yeah, just singling out Chris and Rich. But yeah, uh, man, we're we're heading into week fourteen already. So I, I can feel the depression creeping in. Oh, it's almost over. <laughs> but uh, well, it, for, for well, if you're a Michigan State fan, it is over. Uh, we had the the NCAA championship games this week. Uh, the top four came out, and we were talking uh, before the show started uh, how everyone's kind of on board with us and how the top four shouldn't be the top four. But uh, is what it is. Like, I texted you guys about this. I think the uh, what was it? The SEC championship game is a prime example of uh, how stupid this current system is. Florida had no business being in that stadium with Alabama. They had business being in the same state with Alabama in that game, but. That's my opinion. Well, absolutely, but Virginia Tech damn near beat Clemson. I saw that. By one touchdown. And we're talking about the third-ranked team in, in the whole college, and you make it that close, and I think 
Virginia Tech was what twenty fifth? Yeah, they were just in the top twenty five. That's uh, that's just another reason why, man. The NCAA college football championship is just—it's all fucked up. Man. I mean, there's just there's 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 no other way to put it. I mean, no matter what they do, they can't seem to get it right. There's just too many teams. You can't go by record because you got to put strength of schedule in there, <clears throat> and. You know, you can have all the, the Power 5 Conference championship games you want. There's always going to be an odd one out, you know. And then you have teams that win their championship game that aren't in the playoffs. Yeah, I want to make that point, Rich, because I don't want people to think I'm a homer and thinking I want to expand it so Michigan or Michigan State one year can get in there. That's not what I'm saying. You have Penn State who beat Ohio State but lost to Michigan. But Ohio State's in and Michigan and Penn State aren't. How exactly. did that happen? It, it, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's a clusterfuck. How about Western Michigan getting no love? Well, che- absolutely. So I checked them in Alabama have the same record. But they're not, that's even, what I'm saying. They're not even anywhere near the conversation. That's what I'm saying because they go strength of, strength, strength of schedule. I mean, college football is the one game that or the one sport I believe that you can people get pissed when they get the score ran up on them, but you have a legitimate reason to run the score up on on a team because the more dominating your wins, the more consideration you are, the more you're considered for the the, the you know the higher on the in the in the rank in the rankings. So I mean, like you know, like you said, if you squeak out a win by a touchdown or less, they're going to look at that versus if you blew the team out by you know four or five touchdowns. So like I said, it, the 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 criteria is all over the place, and that's what makes, to me, that's how come, I hate to say this, but unless a team is in the playoffs and it, or, in, or their bowl game, the season ends, to me, when Michigan and Ohio State play each other. Anything else is just gravy because it's just so fucked up. I mean, I don't understand why they kind of have this head-in-the-sand mentality that they're not the minor league for the NFL because if you're not, who the fuck else would be? I mean, why don't we? Why don't you start structuring your playoffs kind of like you know where they're going to be most? Or not most of these guys, where some of these guys are going to be heading. You know, it, it, it you want to play into the whole act like you've been there before. Maybe if you got a little uh, taste as to how the big boys work when you get there, when uh, you're with the big boys, maybe the, the you know part of the mental game will be solved for you. Maybe you won't have guys like Matt Stafford going to New Orleans and just fucking getting just crushed. Well, you know because. In college basketball, they expanded it. You know, well, I don't think they expanded. I think they had it right from the beginning when they hit March Madness. Because uh, my alma mater, uh, Oakland University, got into the Sweet Sixteen one year, and oh, yeah. then uh, to the uh, not the Final Four, but the Hard Eight or whatever the fuck it is. But that's just it. You could take teams that nobody's heard of that have the talent and go on the field and play for a championship, you know, that, that actually means something. So, I mean, basically, what do you do then? Do you expand? Oh, you got to expand it. You have to expand it. Okay. Well, if you're going with the top 25 teams, it's an odd number. So you can't do that right there unless you just want to contract it to 24 teams or expand it to 26 teams. I mean, why don't you just make it, uh, some kind of tournament where every, the division leaders all play each other. That's it. I mean, sounds good on paper. I mean, so to communism, but it- I, I, I think it should go to at least eight. I think you, you have your inner conferences and you play those games. You know, you keep the rivalry games. 
or even make it the top two. And the first, the people who finish first all get a first round bye. And the second place team can all duke it out the first round. And then you go it, from there. I mean, it's just kind of like the NFL. Kind of. Sort of. You know, through all the conferences, I think, what, there's five power conferences, right? Mm-hmm. So in each conference, you know, you play your season. You, you have your championship game for the, the top two teams, top two seeded teams, whoever they are. And then, you know, you take the winner of all five of those. And then you have a couple of wild card teams, teams that have, you know, have the record. Like, for example, this year in the Big Ten, it would be uh, Ohio State and Penn State would be in. You know, and then you have, you know, eight teams there. That, that actually have a shot. You don't just keep having the same four freaking teams. Alabama sitting on the fucking, you know, coast of Gulf of Mexico waiting to see who they're going to play in the championship. Yeah, but then you have the problem with, like, a team like Notre Dame, who's an independent, you know. They can they can cry, well, we're not in, we're not in a conference, so what, what gets us in the playoffs? The best record of the independents. You have the independent, you have, for quote-unquote, the independent conference, Person with the best record out of the independence, you get to go. Yeah, there's eight slots in five in five conferences, Rich. So Notre Dame, if they make the record, can still make it. It just seems like this. It's so arbitrary how this is. It, it seems like it's a bunch of dudes in a fucking uh, room with a dartboard. Uh, at least the last few years, there's no order to it. It seems like it's just the way the current system is now. Well, like I said, they you know, they used to go by a co- the AP and the coaches poll, then they went to the BCS. That was a clusterfuck. Now they have the playoffs, and the playoffs doesn't it, it, we're not the only ones complaining that four game, you know, four teams in the playoffs is not enough. And so I'm starting to wonder here if it's somewhere down the line, which to me, I someone must have some people must have sat down and said the cons far outweigh the pros of having these quote-unquote student-athletes playing more games because it just means more money for the schools. Well, not only that, we more money. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So there must there must be something that, that we're not hearing for a reason for this. But you also said, you know, something that was very peculiar. What is Condoleezza Rice doing on a board that's going to select who's in the playoffs and who ain't? There you go. Uh, I mean, no disrespect to former Secretary of State. You might have some, you know, experience there and some things you could do there. It's debatable. But there's nothing to debate that you know about college football and the teams and where they should be ranked. How in the hell is she qualified to do such a thing? Yeah, was she a coach? Was she... Your guess is as good as mine. But that's it. You have people that do that type of thing, and they have no idea what they're doing. They're just like, oh, I like Alabama. Roll Tide. Let's put them in there. Oh, Clemson. I like the Paul. I like Orange. Put them in there. Shut up. Get people that know what they're talking about, can understand why they're ranked the where they're ranked. Okay? Expand it out a little bit. Make it fair for everybody to get a shot. Not just an eyeball test, quote unquote. Oh, they had a tougher schedule. Says who? You dumb motherfuckers had Michigan State. Ranked eighth, they won two games. Yeah. How are they ranked eighth? Because of the based eyeball on last test. year. No, because of the eyeball test. You want to start because of last year, and that they're going to come back and be absolutely dominant this year. Hey there, Block M fan. If you want to talk about bullshit preseason rankings, 
How many times has that Block M gotten Michigan a preseason ranking they had no re- no business having? Oh, it's definitely. Not, the bigger your brand. Block M. I'm just saying with Michigan State this year, it shows the, the problem with the quote-unquote eyeball test. You're right, Chris. A lot of times, There's a the couple, Block M, the, the Rich Rod blue, years, they were ranked the in the fight. top 10 preseason, and they were never a top 10 team ever during the Rich Rod years. Absolutely. It's a big school name. It's a name that everybody knows. you got to put Michigan up there. They have to be in the top 25. It's freaking Michigan. I totally agree with you. That is in my. That is all about my point right there. No, that's insane. Like, just, just to play devil's advocate, though, maybe they're thinking, well, if we throw these big brand college teams and big name college teams in there high up in the rankings, there'll be upsets. Even if they, even if they don't deserve the rankings, they'll be quote unquote upsets. They'll be upstart teams. It'll add to the drama of the rankings throughout the season. I don't know. I mean, I, I've had friends who are uh, over the years who are obsessive college football fans, and I asked them to explain it to me, and they go, "We don't think anybody knows." Be honest with you. It's a bunch of my point is is that whole system, the entire thing, all the way from the rankings to how you're going to pick a national championship, needs to be revamped because there, Alabama hasn't played some teams in this country that could possibly sit them down and say, okay, now sit there and suck your pacifier. They're never going to play those teams, because not because they don't deserve it or they haven't earned it, but the eyeball test says that these four teams are supposed to be in there, and you're not. Western Michigan, uh, Washington, Penn State, never play those teams. And my point is, is how do you get a fair shot if you don't play the the people that have earned their shot? Not. Yeah, for once on this show, this is one thing we are all in agreement with. The system blows everything they keep coming up with. Hey, this will be better. Keeps blowing. It's a bunch of white guys in houndstooth jackets drinking a bunch of scotch, just looking at the balance sheets for the donors. Like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, that's that's the one thing we haven't brought up that I would say plays a big part. It plays a very big part in this. That's money. That's just all there is to it. In the end, that's. That's what's going to rule everything. I mean, that's there's money being changed behind the scenes that we that we're not privy to for whatever reason. Yeah, go back to Chris's point. The block M. Every game that they play at the big house, Michigan runs out and touches a sign that says "Go Blue," and it's a support the blue the Go Blue uh, support club. Yeah, the boosters. And on top of that, teams that come in that agree to come in for the first couple weeks, who are traditionally cannon fodder for them you know we're going to play basically preseason teams yeah the preseason games we're going to we're going to play our starters for half the game and then we're going to put in our backups for the other half they get they you know they get a monster payday for agreeing to go in there and get shit all over very rarely and this isn't just michigan this is all big college football teams especially if your team is known as a football factory very few teams have someone come in their first couple weeks like uh, uh appalachian state did and upset the fucking the favorite that's just that just does not happen i mean it happens maybe once twice a season at most how many college football teams are there i mean think about it Uh, so exactly over a hundred i mean if you just if there is think about think about march madness then and that's not and that's not even all of the college basketball teams and there's more colleges with football teams than basketball teams think about that because you still have the nit 
if you don't even make if you don't even make uh, uh, the tournament. Stepping away from the college playoffs for a minute, but staying in college, can we all agree that there's going to be a replacement in Notre Dame next season? Well, uh, well, Brian Kelly says he's not going anywhere. Didn't he say well, that? That's what Brian <laughs> yeah, Kelly didn't he, said. Didn't he say that? that? Last week, but that ain't what they said. I don't think they have said they should. If they can get someone like Les Miles in there, they'd be a fool to hang on to Brian Kelly. Well, the rumors of him going to Purdue are gone because they hired Kentucky's coach. Yeah, and didn't Oregon just fire their coach? And Oregon is is well, supposedly uh, a homeboy from Western Michigan is going to be getting that one. Right. Well, I had high hopes that Les Miles would go to Michigan State, but whether. Mark D stays or not, I, I I am almost assured Kelly's gone. With the season he had, combined with the fact of the penalties and everything that broke that at, at Notre Dame, no way do they keep him. How, how do you keep that? No, I, I don't think anyone wants to coach in Notre Dame next season. Cause I, yeah, but then again, then again, look at Penn State, Big Ten champions. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought that? Four years ago, when they had all those sanctions handed down to them. Nobody. Nobody. I remember people saying this is going to cripple Penn State for the next decade. Well, half a decade. Well, I mean, for the, they, those came down in the summer of 2013. So 13, 14, 15, 16 in four seasons. And you can argue that they only for three seasons were they out of the running. In their fourth season, they're Big Ten champion. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a hell of a comeback. It's a hell of a And bounce. still can't play in the playoffs. <laughs> all right, exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't. This is how come when people go, I don't like college football, and I'll go, I'll ask them why, and if they give me that as a reason, I don't even argue with them, or I don't even try to just talk to them and, and, and change their mind. I'm like, you're right, it's a completely fucked up system. I can't defend it. I mean, I can't, but that doesn't mean that I, once again, that doesn't mean that during the regular season, I mean, I wasn't even, I wasn't even all that excited when the Big Ten implemented a championship game. I'm like, really, really? I'd rather just have every team in the Big Ten play each other. And granted, it's not 10 teams anymore, but I'd rather have that and get rid of out-of-conference games. Unless it's something like Notre Dame and Michigan or, you know, a rival an old rivalry game that goes back a long way. But then Notre Dame pulled out of that. And be, so, okay, Notre Dame, you want to play fast and loose? You want to be the, 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 the lone gunman? You want to be Clint Eastwood? Okay, well, guess what? Since you're not going to join a conference and since you don't want to play ball... You can go play all these shit teams that we no longer play the first couple weeks of the season. Wow, that got digital in a hurry. So, I don't know. It's a clusterfuck, but in the end, whoever whoever's named national champion ain't going to care about any of this. <laughs> exactly. Be like, gonna well, I, all I got was you in the digital age there, Rich. Oh, was he, did he sound like a Transformer? Yeah. <laughs> well, he sounded good on this end. His point was made to the audience and to me. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes. I don't want... I, I don't want to stay too long on that college. It just, obviously, it needs to be changed. But, Rich, I need to ask you a question. Uh, Did you yeah. watch, have you seen Sidney Crosby's goal? Which one? <laughs> okay. Okay. That tells me you haven't seen it. The one where he banked it off the goalie's back? No, no. I heard about it. I uh, meant to go look up the highlight, but I got lost looking at other highlights. Everybody is talking about Sidney Crosby shooting off the back of a goalie like it was the best thing ever, like the best goal ever scored. It wasn't. He shot it. It rebounded back to him. The goalie didn't know where it was. He hit the goalie in the back. It trickled backwards into the freaking net. Well, uh, dude, I, it's a given, okay? He is 
the NHL and Bettman's golden boy for the time being. That's who they they wanted and they have instilled, or excuse me, installed as the face of the NFL or NHL. That's, right. that's, they've, they've got what they wanted. But as I described it to you, does it seem like that big of a goal? I don't know. I'd have to see it. Check your messenger. Just send it to y'all. I've seen it like a thousand times. Everybody's talking about it. It wasn't. It wasn't that big of a goal. I've seen people shoot between their legs. I've seen people turn around and shoot between their legs. I watched a guy put a stick, put a puck on a stick, go behind the net, get the puck still on a stick, and then throw it in the corner. Ball behind yeah. the net. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. That that was that was what I was thinking it was going to be like. He just batted it out of air and it went off. He the just back banked of the it goal. off the guy's back. That wasn't that impressive. Well, he he pretty much batted it out of the air. That's that's some hand-eye coordination. Okay, great, wonderful. But no, I, I it's it is what it is, man. He. he Ovechkin can do five times what Crosby can do, and your casual hockey fan is not going to give a shit. And, but Crosby does something half as good as Ovechkin, and people just go nuts. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. He's been it, Jordan earned the right to be the face of the NBA. Okay, bottom line, Gretzky back in the day earned the right to be the face of the NHL. All right. Yeah, Cros- me, Crosby's Cros- in this kind of uh, same class as LeBron, where he's just kind of had it handed to him without anything, it, it, just thrown on him instead of earned. Just here, here you go, you're the greatest. Yeah, the hype, the hype coming off of him before he entered the league was just ridiculous. I had guys who I know who follow. I mean, every minor league overseas. They are deeper in the hockey than I could ever be. Like I, I'm just like, how did how did you ever lose your virginity being this much in the hockey? Is what I wanted to know. But it, you know, besides the point, and they were like, oh, he's going to come in and shatter all of Gretzky's records. And I'm like, no, he's not. The game is not set up that way. You're out of your mind. You're believing the hype train. The hype train is literally driving up your asshole right now as we speak. And you're just sitting there like, thank you, daddy. Give me another couple fucking inches. Come on, come on. I mean, the, the days the days of Gretzky and that type of scoring and the scoring that Stevie Iserman did and Fedorov did back in the days, those are gone, man. Those are gone. I mean, the game's changed. So well, for them to try to hype it up, like he's... A, no one has 3,000 points except for Wayne Gretzky. But more, import, more impressive about those players that you're naming, Wayne Gretzky, Eiserman, Federer, is the era that they did it in. Yeah, where supposedly there was all this dirty play and clutching and grabbing. But it's amazing that scoring was up back in the day when you still had, when the, when the NHL let players police themselves and it didn't turn into a fucking soccer game out there. With people diving all over the place. I mean, seriously, Greg fucking Luganis has given like 9.5 to Gretzky for his dives. Okay, so uh, it's just ridiculous. But that's the that's the game they want. That's they're trying to. One of the very first orgies, I said this. Canada invented this game. It came, uh, it, you know, it, it came to the northern United States. And then the U.S. got its fucking money and its fingers deep in it, and it's corrupted the fucking game. 
it's where sooner rather than later it's going to be basketball on uh, on ice with the diving you see in soccer. And there's nothing that could be done about it as far as, as far as I can see. And I mean, yeah, it, for the goals that are being scored nowadays, and it was an impressive goal. I'll give him that. But, I mean, it's not like he deked the guy out of his fucking shorts. It's not like he, you know. Who it was. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that was the whole reason that, that and I was, you know, I'll admit this, I was completely wrong about implementing the shootout in regular season overtime. I was like, that's, that's not how the game's played. You're turning it into the Olympic style. Once more, sucking that European style of hockey's dick. Blah, blah, blah. I was completely wrong about that because these younger guys, the older, if you notice when they, when they first started that, it was the older guys that were sitting and taking the fifth, sixth, seventh shots if it went that far deep into an overtime shootout because it was the younger guys. who that's They work on their breakaways. They work on a one-on-one with a goalie. And they, and they were just doing incredible deeks and shit that I had never seen before. And I was like, holy shit. You know what? I was wrong. So, you know, they haven't gotten everything wrong. I don't want to come down on them, but I don't know. I just, I just, I think the NHL has become a victim of the the other major sports, Uh, basketball and football, uh, baseball to an extent. The, The evolution of sports, period has to be protect the player, make it entertaining, but make sure nobody gets hurt. Well, here's, here's the thing. You look at sports like MMA and you know, you know like not not boxing so much because boxing you, those guys take fucking massive hits to the head constantly through their entire career. But just like look at martial arts. Where's all the talk about CTE and martial arts? It's not there. Okay, they're trying to because they won. They don't want fighting in the game. Period. They're trying to pin CT a correlation between CTE and fighting in the game. Now, here's the problem. I think anybody with half a brain will tell you you're more at risk of getting a concussion by having a guy coming full speed on skates at you, 6'5", 240 pounds, drilling you into the boards than you are taking swings at each other. And just remember... That's that's the first thing I thought when he said fighting. I was like, so your face being smashed into the boards, no effect on it at all? Exactly. Exactly. Getting hip-checked and landing on your head on the middle of the ice... Nah, that's what I'm okay, saying. So it's th- fighting, okay. Batman, Batman came out earlier this year and said there's no link between the physical side, the legal physical side of hockey and CTE, and then wow. made a comment that it probably has more to do with the fighting. And it's like, really, really? <laughs> I literally, the reason I mentioned the hip check is I've watched a player get hip checked, laying head first on the ice, get up. Waddle to the opposing bench and jump in. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. Yo, Rich. You're a good hit. This one's for you. Damn it. Oh, here we go. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Fucking. Really, Batman? Come on. Like, I, I, just even with football, too. How are we expected to believe that rattling your brain around inside of your skull repeatedly for, you know, decades is not going to affect you? The, th- the I, thing is, I, is that there, there's, there's a risk-reward balance that players have to understand when they, when they go into this, okay? It's what, that you have to accept it. It's part of the game. And if you're not willing to accept it, then what you do 
is you don't play the game or you get in, you play, and the minute you start going, oh, wait a minute, I'm feeling a little bit groggy here, you retire. You retire before you get that fucked up. Okay, no one's holding the gun to these guys' heads saying you got to play this. Yeah, it's a choice. You know, I mean, it, it, it's... I have a couple of analogies, but I don't want to use them because it's venturing off into into vaguely political. Some of it vaguely political, but I mean, let's just you're not being drafted into the NFL and you have to go. Let's just put it that way. You can you can play college football and be the number one draft pick and go. I'm not playing and walk away. And you're not you're not threatened with imprisonment or desertion they're just like you're walking away from all this money yeah it's not worth the risk to my health see you later have a nice one who just got hurt this who just got hurt last week was it thomas the safety on uh yes seahawks and he's yes. like and he's like after this injury getting carted off on a cart i don't I, I, you know i'm considering retirement retirement's in the back of my head you know what people call him a pussy but you know what i say good for him he's made he's well he just came one, off injury too he just missed he missed his first uh, game ever. It was uh, two weeks ago. First time Legion of Boom wasn't all the way out there. Comes back, boom, injured again. If you get a, if you get two NFL contracts, your rookie contract and then your next contract, and you're not a fucking idiot, you can live off that money the rest of your life. And if you're really smart at investing, not just average at investing, not just listening to your financial advisor, but you're above and beyond the average person at investing, you can live off that, and your children can live off that for the rest of their lives, all right? There's there's a whole lot of reasons not to keep putting yourself through this if you don't want to. But that's not the, that's not the agenda. You know the agenda? The agenda is we got to make everything safer, and we don't want our kids playing football because there's a chance they could get hurt or this and that. Okay, and these same parents who are worried about their kids getting hurt, if their kid signs up for the fucking, you know, Marine Corps, and they get, you know, they end up in, 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 in you know, 0311, a rifleman, they're like hanging up on the Walmart wall of heroes. Really? They got a better shot of fucking dying over there than they do playing football. Yeah, I'd rather my kid go to the NFL than to uh, Baghdad. Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. I mean, so... It just it's it, we all know there's an agenda to be pushed. Everybody has an agenda. This is this is the world we live in now. Everything's been politicized. Everything's is is the cause du jour of somebody. Nothing can just be. Hey, look, this is a risk that comes with this job. Being an NFL player, okay, isn't even as dangerous as working third shift at a at a at a at a Seven Eleven. Or being a pizza delivery guy. Yet I don't hear people worried about those people talking about what are we going to do about them. Those are in the top five of the most dangerous jobs in the U.S. that I just named. NFL players are nowhere near it. Not even being a cop is as dangerous as those two jobs. Or a fireman. Uh, maybe now, but that's a whole different show. Well, where's where's the where's the yeah where's all the outcry for these these third shift workers at Seven Eleven and pizza delivery guys? There is none because it doesn't fit someone's fucking agenda and their narrative. So. It is what it is. Rich, you took one question and went way out. <laughs> hey, man. So we do. All right. I'm just saying the goal wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> but what I'm giving the whole point, the whole point that kicked off the conversation about health and safety and concerns for players is the fact that no matter what Batman wants to say, no matter what NHL detractors want to say, scoring was up in the 80s. And so was the style of play was a lot more physical, and there was a lot more clutching and grabbing 
the so-called interference rules that he implemented. So what's their excuse for not having scoring go through the roof now? You're telling me that these players... Talent. <laughs> that these players aren't... They don't, they don't have it at their fingertips the, the most state-of-the-art training. Back then, <laughs> case in point, read some of... Read, like, Bobby Orr's biography. Those guys would go drinking after games every fucking night. Their training was eat steak and drink beer at bars. Hell yeah. I mean, that was their, that was literally, and then go to, go to practice hungover. Bob Probert's own book, he talks about how many times he went in to practice and he could barely see straight from the night before. Or he was still drunk. You know, same thing with McCarty. I mean, it, it, that wasn't that long ago. That was you know, 20, 30 years ago. I met Aaron Ward at a bar. <laughs> exactly. That shit doesn't fly these days. You don't get to pull that shit and still be... Ask Johnny uh, Football. Yeah, and have a blind eye turned towards that type of stuff if you're a professional athlete. On top of that, you got the state-of-the-art training. So what is their excuse? Why is scoring down? I'll just leave that to for, for people who want to look at the facts to answer it themselves. That's That was the whole reason we went off on that. So... Well, I'll tell you, someplace scoring isn't down, and that's the NBA. Holy hell. Yeah, I had a guy drop 57 on me last week on my uh, fantasy team. I owned him, which is nice, but a lot of, lot of, lot of high scoring going at uh, Russell Westbrook saying, <laughs> well, I guess KD's gone. Guess I got to do all the work now. Yeah, he doesn't miss KD at all, does he? No, he's getting all the glory. Well, he's earning all the glory, too. He's got six triple-doubles in a row. That is correct. I, I, it's hard to get six triple-doubles. It's hard to get a triple-double. Carl Anthony Towns. This is a guy who had go off for me last week, just in case people uh, want to nitpick. Best round for the triple-double? Yeah. As the warrior poet Ice Cubes once said, <laughs> if, the the does not require, if the day does not require an AK, it is good. Yes. You got Clay Thompson dropping 60 points in three quarters. And then got benched. So who knows what he could have done? Yeah, well, think about it, though. Think The reason was the fourth quarter didn't matter. They were up so much, it, it just had been silly. And if he would have got hurt, you know, everybody had been like, why was he even in there? I, it took me back to the movie Friday Night Lights. Oh. You guys ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hey. man, I'm admitting this on the air. I have not. Oh, wow. Uh, the running back, Booby Miles, is like the all-star of the Texas football team. And he's just so cool and everything. And, and it was like 55 to 7. And they had benched their running back and put the backup in. And the backup didn't know where his helmet was because he doesn't really play often. So Booby's like, just sit down, man. You're a mess. And he goes in and he gets hurt. Like hurt, hurt, like a torn uh, ACL, and he's done, done. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And everybody's like, "Why was he even in there? Stupid coach. He wasn't supposed to be. Fucking backup didn't know where his helmet was. Same thing. Clay Thompson goes back in. He's got sixty points. They're up by fuck. They almost doubled the score of the other team for what? The coach isn't a fan. He's the coach for a reason. It was a great move. I'm bitching about. It. I was just saying. Who knows what he could have done? Well, absolutely. But uh, again, then you would, that's me and you talking as a fan. But as a coach, hell of a move. Yeah, if it's in the bag, why risk it? You know, it's NBA, and it's only December. You got a long ways to go. 
And staying at that exact same point, uh, Green. Anybody seen what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Who Green? Draymond Green. Oh, no. Educate uh, me, well, Iceman. Apparently, he's the new Bill Ambeer, Dennis Rodman. He's Ndamukong Sue of the NBA. He's getting personal flagrant fouls left and right. Well, he kind of did something to deserve that rep in the finals last year. Well, it continues. He kicked uh, James Harden in the face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, in, in all fairness, he was shooting. He was going up to shoot, and Harden was really close and looked like Harden got a little physical. And when Green came down, his foot was in Harden's face. Now, people say, you know, you're going up, you can't control everything, but I, it literally reminded me of Indomitian Sue stomping on the Green Bay lineman for holding his foot. It's like, get out of my way, type of thing. And I know you guys can look it up. It's it. I don't think it was a flagrant foul. I don't think he, I, I also don't think he stopped it from being in his face, but I don't think he purposely kicked him in the head. I just think, you know, he's playing and, you know. Let's see. You know. Draymond Green face kick. Let's see what Google gives me there. Draymond Green kicks Andre Robinson. That's from May. Four <laughs> days ago. Here we go. James Harden. Two tonight. Down by three. <laughs> Second overtime clock at 2.15. Durant. Three. No. Anderson couldn't get it from Green. Livingston grabs the ball. And a whistle and a foul. Let's see a replay. And Harden is down. And a discussion Kick that beard off of his face. I just don't think it was a flagrant foul. I really don't. Can I get a replay Draymond here? Draymond Green says that he's been targeted. And I kind of agree with him. But he is a hell of a player. He can shoot. He can defend. He can block. He can do so many things. Uh, he, but when it comes to his defense under the rim, it reminds me a lot of Dennis Rodman down there throwing elbows and shit. And, you know, it, he's aggressive. Ooh, watching how he brought his foot down, though. He looks like he kind of moved it. Well, like his, I grant, he didn't, he didn't, like, when he put his leg up, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to kick you in the face. But it looks like he saw where it was and kind of dragged it across his face. At the same time, like I said, I don't think it was flagrant. But I think, you know, Green thought, well, hell, if you're going to do this, then here, have that. That to me, that was kind of like grinding the guy's face into the turf. Is it that kind of, like, you're already down there. Let's add some insult to injury. Like, it, 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 Did you ever see the kick from Indomitian to the Green Bay lineman? Yeah. It's a lot like that. His foot's already on his chest. The lineman won't let it go. Fucking stomped on him. Okay. And that's a dirty player? That's not a dirty player. Let go of his foot. Draymond Green's up. His foot's in the air. Harden comes up. Okay. You're going to get out. If you're not getting out of the way, here, have a foot. I'm not saying his initial intention was to kick the guy in the face, but it's like, hey, my foot was already up here. Hey, look, your face. It looked like, it looked, my initial impression is it looked like he kind of dragged it across his face on the way down. But I don't think he. I don't think he, he was like. Think he kicked him in the face. Just looked like he drug his fucking chew across his face. The question is: Is is Draymond? Doesn't Draymond Green have a habit of kicking people? Yeah, he's in the nuts. 
in the face. Yeah, I mean, the homeboy's got a problem with his feet. He wants to kick that bad. Get his ass in the octagon. Yeah, MLS. There you go. I mean, is this a flagrant foul or not? I mean, I don't. It it depends on your definition of flagrant. Did he purposely kick James Harden in the face? Purpose purposely kick? No. Drag foot across face? Yes. I guess. I guess now we got to. We're sound like Bill Clinton here. Now we got to define what a kick is. What's the definition of? Yeah. What's the definition <laughs> of a kick? I did not have physical play with that man. Stop it! It. I. I will concede to the. It, it wasn't avoided. I'll tell you, it wasn't avoided. But it damn sure wasn't flagrant. Well, it, did his leg go up with intent to kick? No. Did his leg come down with intent to do something? Yes. So it's he, it's kind of half and half. He what? Yes. It, it it's it very much a case of uh, well, if I don't move my leg, it's going to hit this guy in the face. I'm not going to move my leg. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, man. It, didn't, didn't we just talk about the pussification of sports? <laughs> I know, right? All right. If Homeboy had that much of a problem with it, he probably should have got up and done something about it. James Harden gets a lot of money. He was too busy holding his face. <laughs> James Harden gets a lot of money to deal with getting kicked in the face. We could always <laughs> play that card, too. Hey, man. James Harden gets a lot of money for about that. That's about all he gets is kicked in the face because that man can't play the ball. Well, I'm sure there's people out there who disagree with you. Okay, but his record doesn't. True. He's on a shit team. And once again, LeBron James doesn't want to talk about the posse comment. Oh, that guy pisses me off. So he doesn't want to talk about the 1990s movie, the black cowboy movie from the 1990s that had Stephen Baldwin as the token crazy white guy? <laughs> people. Just just saying. That got, that got brought up the other day on, a, on SportsCenter, and I was like, on SportsCenter Radio, and I was like, you know, that's a good point. So that movie's title is a racial slur or something? Okay. All right. In Trump's America, it is. Barely. Well, it's not still, it still buries America for a month and a half. But, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, I, I think people are reaching for, for stupid shit these days in oh, all yeah. types of sports. People are people are reaching in general. I mean, it's another podcast, but yeah. I mean, look, we don't cover soccer overseas because one, I don't think any of us watch it, and two, I I don't know anything about it enough to speak with, with even just off the cuff about it. But I mean, you know, there's incidences of fans in the stands throwing bananas at black soccer players. Okay. Racist. That's pretty blatant, and <laughs> if, if that happened, if that happened over here, all hell would break loose. Not true, not true, because it has happened over here. Not bananas, batteries, beer, coke. No, but there's, and, uh, there's no racial implications dude. with batteries, man. With it's bananas, with, yeah. that's motherfuckers calling black people monkeys. I mean. It, but on top no, of no, that, no, 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 the Atlanta Braves pitcher. Baseball's a, little bit, baseball's a little bit hard to climb up in the fucking stands, dude. Let's be honest here. No, but I'm, but there was some black people throwing batteries at a white pitcher who was racist. I can't remember his name. He was from Atlanta. John Rocker. Yes, Rocker. That's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Kenny Powers Light. Yeah. John Rocker. 
Jesus Christ, that fucking idiot. I want to rock! <laughs> I want to rock! <laughs> Couldn't let that get away. Shut up and sit down, stupid. <laughs> Take your bullshit, faggy-ass fucking entrance music with you. <laughs> Dumbass. Oh, Christ. I, thank you, I'd forgotten about that idiot. Now I'm going to watch Eastbound and Down, just remember that moron. I'm just saying, it's happened here. Whatever, dude. The point is, is that... Nonsense. It's nonsense. It's just bullshit, dude. People just want fucking something to bitch about. And context is lost. Nuance is lost. Okay? And you got idiots on both sides who get way too upset, way too easy about everything. You get the people who get upset because, oh, someone used the term posse. And then you get the idiots who are upset at the idiots about, oh, he's upset because of the word posse. You're both fucking morons. Sit down, shut the fuck up, and let the adults talk for a second. Grow the fuck up. Whole fucking country, we need to do some drive-by parenting. And I'm talking about the motherfuckers in their 30s and 40s. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of oversensitive. Swear to God, I've blown a nut, and my dick tip ain't been as sensitive as half these bitches these days. So anyways, what else we got going on? <laughs> oh, should we? We could, we could talk about something that the national media is actually talking about. Not, not, not used to that here. But uh, are are the Detroit Lions for real, guys? Their story is still being written, bro. It's like I was trying to say last week when I picked them, and like I said in in our chat, I I am a homer, no doubt about it. I'll pick them every year, love them. But right now they're doing very well. You ask me who they beat? They've beat people with winning records. Okay, they've done things. They held Drew Brees without a touchdown, first time in sixty. Freaking games, okay? They're standing up to be counted, and people are now counting them. But it's still being written. Yeah, so they could possibly go to the playoffs. Woohoo! Are they going to win? Don't know. I'll pick them to win. I have faith that they've come together as a team, and they're going to march down the field, and they're going to take what's theirs. Somebody's got to stop them. It could happen. Any given Sunday, you're going to win or lose. But to me, they are real. They're on a winning streak. They're playing as a team. They believe in each other. And it's not just, is Matt Stafford an elite quarterback? Their defense is going what the fucking's all over this place. So, yeah, to me, they're real. Where is the defense we saw on Sunday been all year? Where, where's where's that been? Is it just they, they realized they had to get up for this game? And Because, I mean, if you want to really argue what's been... Matthew Stafford's pretty much... You know, well, we'll argue over whether or not he is a lead or not. Matthew Stafford this season has pretty much put the team on his back and, you know, said, I got this. So it's been all, it's been offense. Where is that? Can, can we get that defense all 16 games that we saw on Sunday? Uh, the defense has been there. The defense has struggled with a couple of injuries here and there, but it's still been there. Darius Slay has become a killer corner. Made some huge interceptions at key times. He's a very big reason we won against, uh, Philadelphia when they were winning with Carson Wentz. You got to throw those qualifiers in there, don't you, Earl? You're asking. I'm going to tell you when they were winning. Now you can deny it all you like, but truth is truth. It happened. If you look at right now, man, they have only the best record they have beaten or and played is six five and one. Everyone else is five hundred or lower. Like right now, because it's wow, but not then, not when they played them. Yeah, but now is when it counts. Now is you have become who you're pretty much going they, to be this they season. Have that record is part of the Lions, bro. It's because of the Lions that their their record is that now. Otherwise, it would be the other way around. They played the Lions all twelve games. We'd be talking about an eight and four 
freaking uh, Philadelphia team, but you're not because they lost to the Lions amongst other people. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys. You beat those teams. You impressed me this year, but still. Got Dallas Cowboys, 100%. If you beat them, holy hell. I mean, you're, you, you, those are the best. That's the best you got coming down the stretch. All right. What, what do we have left? We have Chicago and Green Bay. Now, Green Bay. Green Bay fucking scares me. All right? I was looking at the numbers. I was looking at both of their next four weeks. As a Lions fan, I just see the last game of the goddamn season coming down to the division. All right? Packers are 2-0 and since Rodgers went off on them. They're pissed. They're showing signs of life. And their road the next month is way easier than the Lions. The Packers have the Seahawks and then the division. That's and, it. And, and the Packers, Rodgers is, got his, he's feeling his nuts again. I mean, he came out in a post-game press conference this week and said, you know, hey, I think we can run the table the rest of the season. I mean, here's the thing. He's got the hardware to back it up. Yep. This isn't, this isn't some... You know, rookie coming in going, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. This is a guy who's actually been there, done that, and he knows what it takes to win. And if he's feeling that confident, then at that point, and he's and he's on his game and he's feeling that confident, it's up to the other team to beat him at that point. He's not going to beat himself. So I, that's all I'm saying. Now, I will say this. I think the national media, something I heard that was – very interesting on a, a ESPN radio is they you know they said okay who's for real and who's not and almost to a caller people were calling in and saying Raiders are for real the Lions aren't and as much as Stafford on this on this show gets you know comeback kid love they were talking about Derek Carr as if he's the comeback kid of 2016 he's the one that, that leads his team to, to comebacks to victory like Stafford hasn't even done it now. He has. He's done it more. That's why he's getting more love. Here's the thing. Will that play into the district? Will that be be, a, be able to be turned into a disrespect card that can be played in that locker room for the Lions and get a chip on their shoulder? Maybe that's what happened with the defense this you know last week. Maybe they were like, you know what? We're tired of hearing about fucking. Are we for real? Let's go out and let's shut these fuckers up. Yeah, because. I was impressed with the defense because the way Breeze has been playing for the last month. Dude, I thought it was going to be raining touchdowns, and it was not. I mean, I'll give him the credit, you know? Not one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think, are the Lions for real? I, don't, I can't answer that question until, A, they make the playoffs, and, B, they win a playoff game. That's just all there is to it. And this isn't just because. Just so you're saying, are they good enough, Rich? And that's my question. And that's the and that's the thing that I'm talking about. That's the story that's still being written. Are they good enough? Do they have the talent, the will to drive and win? But are they for real? Yes, they're for real. They've proven they're for real. They're eight and four. They're very. You could say it's it. It was an easy schedule. They haven't played nobody. Whatever. But it was an easy schedule. They haven't played anybody for many years, and and were terrible, terrible record. They're We're nowhere near the top. I'll say this. They're very lucky to be in the NFC and in the division they're in. Because if you look at the AFC, the AFC stack compared to the NFC. Yeah. You have teams and you have teams with their same record who are in the hunt for the wild card. They're not even at the top of their division. Yeah, thank I mean, God I, you're not I, in the I, NFC East either this year. You know, I'm saying the same thing about my Bucks. Yeah, they're tied for first. But I'm thinking anybody that comes out of the NFC South is just is just uh, 
basically a practice game for the rest of the playoffs for whoever they they play. Yeah, I think with the Giants and the Cowboys, you have two playoff teams coming in. That's that's going to be the barometer for me. Is how you do against the Giants and the Cowboys. I mean, for define. Okay, it's like when we have this debate about Stafford and is he elite. Okay, I said it in the, in the in the group text. I said, look, he's having a top five quarterback season without a doubt. But a couple top five quarterback seasons does not make you an elite player. This is not how this. That's not how. That's not the. It's not the the, the 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 standards that I that I judge an elite player by. All right, that's why I said, are they for real? Are they for real? Where are they for real in the regular season? Okay, well we've already seen this. They've made the playoffs twice recently. Do something when you get there. I mean, that can't be the. That cannot be their goal. We will, we want to make the playoffs this year. Okay, then then what? You want to win a playoff game? Goal should be First that goddamn trophy years? that you win in February. That should be the goal. Exactly. What is it Billy Bean's famous for supposedly supposedly having said in Moneyball? The only the only game I want to win is the last game of the year. Win the last game of the year. I mean, I'm not expecting them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I understand that it's kind of a bit on here. Oh, it's 2016, anything can happen. But yeah, I, look. I mean, in the NFC, the road to the Super Bowl is going through the Cowboys. I mean, we can pretty much say that without a doubt at this point. Unless there is a massive choke job, yes. They've already clinched. They could lose and still make the playoffs. They have already clinched the playoffs. No, I'm talking about their their first game. Oh, yeah. They play in the playoffs. Unless they Correct. just go in there and Zeke and Dak are like, stage is too big, we can't handle this, and just choke. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the team follows suit. But, I mean, that's... I wouldn't bet that that's going to happen. So yeah, through the NFC, you're going to have to go through Dallas at some point. You know, hey, I'll even I'll, okay, I'll, I'll 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 say this: if they beat the Giants and Dallas, and I don't care if Dallas isn't playing all of its starters because it's the last game of the season and they're resting them, beat them on the road, okay? Beat those two teams on the road, then I can say, yeah, this season they were for real. Now let's see if they're for real in the playoffs. Yeah, because oh yeah, to answer the question, yeah, I think they're for real in the season. If they do that, because the season's not over with. How many times have we sat and had this conversation about the Lions in our lifetimes? Does no one remember the 7-1 and one Lions? Yeah. They, and, then the, they, and, and then the rest of the season? Ask Steve. They could technically still go 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> So, but I mean, it's nice. We're in December. We're two games up. It's a position we're not in frequently. Look. There's a lot to talk about. So, again, my position is, and I won't change until they change. Okay? Matt Stafford, to me, is an elite quarterback. He's been doing this for a while now. He's had the stats. He's had the numbers, but he's never gotten the credit. It's always been, ooh, look at the defensive line. The defensive stack, that's how come. Ooh, he's got Megatron. Ooh, he's got this and that. Okay, all of that's gone. Chris is asking where the defense is. It's there, but there's no huge star names on it. Will it Colonia be there? Nada, maybe consistently okay. is my question. So, my 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 stance is he's doing this without any big names, huge okay. superstar names. So the the self admitted homer who who if you were around before the season would have picked the Lions to go sixteen and zero says Matt Stafford's elite. Okay. Okay. Dude, I, I don't. Okay. What do you, we would expect nothing less from you, dude. But. All right. But that's I, not what I, we're talking I, about. We're not even right. talking about Matt Stafford being elite. We're talking about are the Lions as a team for real? My thing is, how can you judge whether a team's for real on their entire season when they haven't played the entire season? That's why I said this season, is, their story is still being written. Exactly. As far as I can see, 
They have got their shit together. They are playing as a team. And for me, they are for real. But time will tell their tale. Are they going to say, okay, I've had enough. I can't play all four quarters. Are they going to continue to rope a dope teams? Whatever they're going to do. We'll see at the end of the season if they're for real. To me, they're for real. They're playing as a team. They're playing through all four quarters until the final whistle blows. But just You keep, don't get more real than that. Just keep an eye on the pack, man. Just keep an eye on the pack. If you're the Lions, you have to, every game is a must win at this Look, point. The pack is full, packed full of superstars. And when they get butt sore, you saw what happened. They fell like a rock to the bottom of the division. When everybody's happy, oh, we can win and we'll go and we'll win out the season. Woo-woo. Nobody comes to this house without paying a price. You fucking, you load a team up with superstars you're playing with fire, just like the Lions are with going in the fourth quarter losing. Because if they get upset and they don't gel right, you ain't winning a damn thing. And I don't care who you're playing at that. You play Cleveland. Oh, my hope with the the, uh, the Giants, speaking of Cleveland, is they, it, it, they struggled against Cleveland. So, you know. The Giants, if you ask me, between the Giants and the, the Cowboys, who we got a better chance to beat, I'll tell you the Giants. But Oh, yeah, definitely. Time will, time will tell. I mean, it, it's, it's been a competitive year in the NFL, unless you're Cleveland. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's been a pretty competitive year in the NFL. i got to give it that. Look, just wear a tie. Everything's okay. Do you think the, do you think the fire's out in uh, Indianapolis? Do you think, do you think they're... Do you think they've pulled out of the tailspin? Or? No. No. They played the Jets, bro. <laughs> no. Yeah, but all of a sudden, they're 6-6. Six no. six. Don't turn me into Mega Trainer on live broadcast. No. It's just a question, man. All of a sudden, the shitty Colts are 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna know who's in first place after next Sunday, that's for sure. But they played Tennessee and then followed that by playing the Jets, bro. No. I mean, because, look, they play the Texans next week, then they got the Vikings, they're at the Vikings, then they're at Oakland, and they got the Jaguars. So there's right there, on paper, the eyeball test for what it's worth. Come on, dude. Yeah, that's two wins at least. And possibly three. <laughs> yeah, the, the AFC South, 6-6 six and six is good for first place, and three teams are tied for it right now. Yeesh. I know, right? Is that the worst? That, that, on paper right now, that is the worst division in football, followed by the NFC South. <laughs> but, uh, man, what a- I want to talk about Kansas City. Kansas City is... Oh, I so don't want to talk about Kansas City. Kansas City is quietly 9-3, and three, and their defense, I think, is getting no love, and, and that is what has been getting them their 9-3 record because their offense has been all banged up this year. They're getting the love because they got so lucky. Stupid, coach. Stupid. I mean, but they've beaten Denver. Post-Manning. Still, they're their division rival. Oh, my God, Atlanta's head coach. What were you thinking? He's thinking he's trying to win, and it's it's one of those calls. Pass the lead. It's the it's the cliche, man. It's one of those calls where if it if it goes through, if it works, you're a genius. If it's not, people are talking like you right now. Well, if anybody didn't see it, it was a touchdown that gave Atlanta the lead. It was a one point lead, 
And instead of just kicking the extra point, he goes for a two-point conversion. It's intercepted, ran back. It never happens, but it happened this game and gave Kansas City the lead again with four minutes, almost five minutes left. There's like four and a half minutes left. And then they had to kick off to Kansas City. Stupid. Chiefs beat the Raiders, too. Just saying. Keep keep an eye on. You should be happy, isn't it? Isn't that your home team, technically? No, Isn't yes. Your local yes, team? technically it's my local team. But God, did they cost me a pick. Lucky, stupid, freaking, ah, oh, what the fuckings. That's <laughs> the very definition of what the fuckings, right there. You guys buying Miami, or do you think uh, you think they just had a, a really easy run and they, they ran into a decent defense, they got exposed? Because I think that's what happened. It's a... a a real defense showed up and <laughs> Miami isn't even a has been. Miami is a never was. Yeah, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying them whatsoever. How about wh- which one are you buying? Which one are you not buying? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Pittsburgh. They have the talent. They know exactly how to win. Mike Tomlin finally listened to me. He got his shit together. <laughs> He's got that team going. Yeah, thanks for listening, Coach Tomlin. No, fuck that. We have FaceTime. There was no there was no over the phone. FaceTime. I Snapchatted his ass. All kinds of what the fuck is. And did he say why is Shrek calling me and giving me advice on how to coach? (laughs) Well somebody needed to damn. (laughs) I think Baltimore, man, their defense this this year has been quietly one of the best. You sleep on Baltimore at your own peril, especially that defense. I agree with you, Chris. Yeah, I just and then just purely just speaking as an owner from fantasy aspect, but all everyone this year they've been all on uh you know everyone's always on New England's balls, everyone was on Minnesota's balls for a minute. Uh Seattle always in the conversation, but Baltimore this year this I think not getting the love they deserve in the defense department. Just That's going the coach. Just go just going on points allowed. They're tied with with the Patriots for the best in the uh AFC. Yeah. It's not bad company. Not bad company whatsoever. I'm just saying it's the coach. It's always been a great defense in Baltimore. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Is it, is it just because that's where the bar's always been in Baltimore? The bar's always been at great defense, so when you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, nobody gives a shit? Well, that's what we said about Jason Witten. That is true. So Baltimore's the Jason Witten of defenses? When you don't make a ripple, there's nothing to talk about there. If, if, you know, the score was ran up on Baltimore every week, we'd be going, what the hell happened to that defense? Remember Ray Lewis? Remember Suggs? Remember all the where, – where did that defense go? Remember Ray Lewis? I remember Ray Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the AFC South here. Who do you think's coming out of there? You have three Houston, Indy, and Tennessee all tied for first at six and six. Indy comes out of there. Really? Right. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it because whatever I say about Indy is going the opposite's going to happen. So I say don't sleep on the Titans. If you've been paying attention to how Mariota and uh, Demarco Murray and Delaney no. Walker have been playing for the last month, don't count that team no. out. No, I, I, they're out. Mariota is is clearly starting to become what he's expected. Just now, saying. The, the Col- Col- he, he's lost twice to the Colts, bro. The Colts' defense, okay, but the Colts' defense is very suspect. I mean, compared to, to the Texans and the Titans. He's beat him twice. Once at 
Tennessee and once in Indy. What the, what, the, what the fuck does that have to do with their defense? They didn't. They don't play the Titans yeah. for 16 oh. games. What I'm getting at is the Colts' defense is suspect. Doesn't matter if the fucking Titans have beaten them twice. I'm it's saying they're just like Houston's offense. Suspect. Houston's offense also in that suspect category. Yes, definitely. Not buying them. I mean, it's just hey, really. <laughs> oof, as much as I shit on the NFC South, the AFC South is just a really bad division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There sure. is the. That is the definition of a 40-degree day, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're 2-10 and 10 and you're in second place, technically. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, if you, if you want to go, if you want to, <clears throat> if you want to go on momentum, obviously the Texans have fucking stunk it up for the last, what, three, four weeks? Yeah. I mean, so there are, if momentum, if you're a believer in momentum, they're definitely on the downside of the, the top of that hill. All right. I mean, I would. I, well, let's talk about another division. My gut's telling me the Titans over those other two teams, though. That's just even though they lost twice. Never mind. Go on. Look at their. They got the best offense out of the three. That's. I think that's what me and Rich are getting at. Okay. All right. Another another division where the uh, you got a tie. The NFC South: Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Who's coming out of Who's coming out of the NFC South, guys? Oh my God. Saints are going to go on a tear and come out. Really? No, I, no, I'm being a smart <laughs> ass. I'm, I, I, I uh, it just it's the number, it's the short bus division in the NFC. It just really is, man. What happened it's, to that that high powered Atlanta offense? All of a sudden, yeah, you, you, stalled. That and well, too, <clears throat> you need a defense. Maddie Ryan can put up four touchdowns a game all he wants, but if the defense is letting five through a game, it's not going to work. Hey, well, go ahead. All right, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in a lot of these divisions. And it, it next two weeks, I won't even go to the end of the season. Next two weeks is going to tell this tale. Our, our picks at the end of this show are going to be extremely difficult because of the games that are coming up. But uh, the Buccaneers are on a four-game win streak. They beat people like your all-star Kansas City Chiefs that we talked about. I mean, how do you do that? I don't know. You want to call it luck? You want to call it? A miracle? I don't know. Are they good? Yeah. Got the best kicker in the NCAA. But anyways, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Because I would have said the Falcons for like the last three, four weeks. But I don't, I'm with you, Chris. I don't know what happened. The defense fell apart. Matty Ice is like, but I could still throw. Okay, but it's not getting the job done. So what the fuck is right there? Look, the Saints have to play the Buccaneers twice still. They should at least get one win out of that. They play the Cardinals in between those two Buccaneers games, Oof. and then they play the Falcons. So, I don't know. I, two I have, two best-case scenario? I have I have very little faith in the Buccaneers. So, my initial reaction is they're not going to win the division. That's my gut reaction to them. The Falcons? I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Falcons. I... I I mean, Matty Ice, just Julio Jones looking like, you know, the second coming of, you know, 2007 Brady and Moss for, you know, some games. And then other games, I'm like, just, uh, this is boring. What the fuck? What's going on with this offense all of a sudden? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just a really bad division. I mean, I was joking when I said New Orleans could come out of nowhere. But New Orleans could come out of nowhere. 
Exactly. I mean, the only team that I think's out of it, out of it, is the Panthers. I just don't. I I just that whatever's. Oh, they're done. There is just. I don't know if it's Super Bowl hangover. I don't know if it's Cam Newton got too cocky, too big for his own britches. I don't know if it's something going on in the in the locker room, something between the coaches and the players. A, a lot, just, a lot of it is injuries, big time injuries. Well, there is that. I mean, but it's just it's not coming together like it was supposed to for him. So. I can comfortably write them off. I can't. I can't comfortably write off any of the other three teams in that division. I mean, if I'm looking, if I'm just going on past performance, I think the Buccaneers are still a young team. They've got a lot to learn. Most teams have to learn how to lose. Most teams have to learn how to lose before they can learn to still win when they're winning. And on top of that, their home record and their road record is just flip flopped from. What common sense tells you. I mean, someone needs to tell them they, they're allowed to play good at home. I mean, they're five and one on the road, or two and four at home. That's that's ridiculous, you know. And then the Falcons, the Falcons could be an explosive offensive team one minute and a snooze fest the next. I don't know. My gut says New Orleans wins this division. I don't know why. I just think it. They, I don't know. They just seem for even with their record, they seem more consistent to me than those other two teams. I mean, but you got to remember now, okay, Atlanta plays the Rams, the 49ers, the Panthers, and the Saints to close out the season. So on paper, there's there's three wins for them right there. Yeah. They, sh- they should win against the 49ers. They should win against the Panthers. And they probably should win against the Rams. So that means the, that means New Orleans would have to basically run the table. Well, they got the Bucks twice, the Cardinals, and the Falcons. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it's possible. I'm not picking them to run the table, just so you guys like know. You, like you, that last game of the season could come down to the division for those two teams. That's why they schedule them that way. Or, you know, best-case scenario for Rich, Tampa Bay just runs away with it, right? <laughs> and they make the playoffs, and they win their first playoff game since winning the Super Bowl. There you go. And then next thing you know, I hop in my time machine. I hit 88 miles per hour, and it's 2002 all over again. <laughs> Lions, Bucks for the NFC Championship game, right? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. I would really hate that because if the Bucks lost, I'd never hear the end of it. And if the Bucks won, I would be hated, <laughs> even, though I'm not the t- even though I'm not the type of guy to walk around and rub people's faces and shit when their team fucking loses. That's mm. other people. You'd be like, fuck you, Bucks fan. <laughs> this is how people are around here. Pretty much, pretty much. All right, so, yes, as I stated, no movement. Rich and I still tied for second or third, whatever the hell you want to say. We're at 564, Iceman. Staying up top, 634. Apparently you're good at picking these football games. Hey, but yeah... The point Rich made on the last show, we're all over 500. There's a lot of critics, a lot of guys that might watch on Sunday morning who have far worse percentages than any of us. So, we'll pat yeah, ourselves we, on the back. And we don't get paid to fucking pick the games. Yeah, it's for free. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Call me farmers. What do you want from me? Speaking of not getting paid, that's a free plug for a big insurance company and the Iceman. <laughs> all right, so, ooh, division battle. Thursday night, Raiders heading into Arrowhead, facing the Chiefs. Hey, let's oh. keep the same uh, pattern. 
Yeah, god damn it. Chris Rich meet. Alright. You guys talk, I'll tell him who wins. Ooh, alright. Uh, <laughs> Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs are at home. Um, I think the Raiders' weak spot is defense. I know they're 10 and 2, but just just following them, you know, I have a couple of their guys on uh, my fans' football team. Uh, you know, a lot of cars wins. A lot of the Raiders' wins have had to be in the fourth quarter at the last minute. Uh, so, and I just like Kansas City. I think momentum's on their side. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to get surprised in this one. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders. I think the one streak continues to seven. Well, if the Raiders' defense is their weakness, which it isn't, the Chiefs' weakness is their luck. And it's about to run out. Uh, these games, like I said, very hard to pick. Uh, but especially down the stretch, they're going to get harder and harder. Uh, this one, though, I just I got to think that, you know, Carr has enough uh, in the tank for him. Uh, I don't know. Eric Berry on, on Kansas City is going to be on Amari Cooper. And I don't think he can keep up with him. Uh, they're going to have to scheme. And like I said, the luck's going to run out. And their schemes are going to break down. got to go Raiders. Raiders five zero on the road. Speaking of luck running out, just saying. Law of averages might that kick in. Luck, Law of averages might kick in on the Raiders. Just saying. All right. Next up, the Bears at Ford Field to play the Detroit Lions. Bring it. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pencil in the lines, but I'm gonna put out a trap game warning for the Lions. Oh, yes. Just because I've grown up here, <laughs> I've been watching the Lions since I was a kid. I'm putting the trap game, put trap game warning on the Lions, but I'm picking the Lions. Yeah, for all our talk and everything about who's going to win the NFC North. It ain't going to be the Bears. I won't go so far as to say I have faith in the Lions, but I am a believer that they can carry this and win the North. So yeah, give me the Lions. It has come for a long time. I've waited for this, and it is finally here. Bring that shit. You're right, trap game. We're setting bear traps all over Ford Field. Oh, Jesus. And we're going to sit on that toilet seat and have ourselves a really good Sunday with the fucking paper. Damn right, the Lions. Show me, as Rich says. Show me. Show me that they can beat. And if they do, well, alrighty then. I don't think so. All right, next up. Steelers heading to Buffalo to face the Bills. Um... I want to sit here and try and stick up for the Bills, but I think Pittsburgh's rolling, and I think it's going to be ugly, and I'm picking the Steelers. Same here. I think Pittsburgh got their groove back. Uh, I, I don't know if Sexy actually has any more fucking tricks up his sleeve, so give me the Steelers. Oh, so tough. I mean, literally tough. But uh, I don't know. Steelers are tied with the Ravens. They they got some things to do. And uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, like I said, has finally got the coaching in order and, and got them boys headed straight. Rex, not really. They're kind of iffy. They're going to be great or they're going to be terrible. There, there's no in between. There's no good game. Uh, I don't know. Steelers, they got They got to. Because if not, they fall behind the Ravens. All right, next up, Broncos heading to Tennessee. Face the Titans. Broncos, still the respectable record, not what they were with the sheriff. Um, you know what? I'm thinking this. If the Titans win this game, it legitimizes them as a football team. At least this year, uh, they started out in the chitter and they slowly clawed their way to six and six. 
Broncos. I mean, that defense, though. That defense is responsible for that 8-4 and four record. Uh, but uh, Mariota's got multiple options. So, you know, Simeon, not so much. So I'm taking the Titans. You guys know me. I'm a big believer in defense. Big fan of defense. So give me the Broncos. I can't argue that. Uh, Marcus actually better have a hole to hide in. Uh, they can't even pull it out against uh, the Colts. And the Colts is nowhere near Denver. I don't care about the record. Just pure talent on the field on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. Sorry, Marcus. Have a seat. No run game. If, if you have the you running back. You mean DeMarco? All right. Huh? D- DeMarco. Yeah, sit him. He said Marcus. Mariota. Oh, Mariota. Oh. Duh. Calm down. My bad. All right. Turley. Okay. Redskins at the Eagles. Man. Oh. This would have been a lot easier to pick a month ago. Now, not so sure. I like the offensive weapons better on Washington, so we'll go with the Redskins. Mm, I'm just feeling the Eagles this week over the Redskins. Just a feeling? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Come on. You're telling us who wins. Yeah. It... it it goes they're back in, to my and they're in Pennsylvania. It's my favorite green quote. They are who we thought they were. Uh, the Eagles, sorry, Carson Wentz has been exposed and he's weak. Uh, I, don't, I don't care about your receiving court. I care less about your defense. Uh, yeah, Crowder, for whatever reason, has become a huge name in Washington. Kirk Cousins, I, oh, God, I could kick you for losing that game. Anyways, I got to go Redskins over the Eagles. Don't get louder with Crowder, huh? I'm just saying. Who was he? Nobody knows. Yeah, I took Deshaun's Jackson job. I keep telling him that's who he is. <laughs> Next up, uh-huh. Cardinals at the Dolphins. Cardinals, another defense not getting no respect this year. Going with the Cardinals. Because just Miami showed when they when they run into a real defense, they're done. So I'm taking Arizona. Uh, yeah, you basically took the words out of my mouth. I'm going with the uh, Cardinals as well. Well, as Rich said uh, pre-show, they got Larry Fitzgerald, hell of a receiver, entered a very elite squad of receiving yards without an elite quarterback. Uh, yeah, when the card and, and that's just it. You know, that's the question we asked last week. Where did they go? They have so much talent, and they're just, they're not winning. But they're back on pace. You know, DJ's running, and, uh, you know, the receivers are catching. So, definitely, Cardinals. I like that, Sue. You know you fucked up, right? Fucked up, you know that, right? Yeah. All right. Chargers heading to Carolina. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, no, ooh. I'm picking the Chargers. Uh, <laughs> once again, it, same reason as kind of uh, how I picked Washington over Philly. I'm liking the Chargers offense way better than Carolina's this year. So I'm going with the San Diegans. I can guarantee you one thing. Guarantee you one thing right now. What's that? <laughs> Cam's going to wear a tie this week. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, give me the Chargers. <laughs> I'm only laughing because, no, Rich, he's not wearing a tie this week. They're playing at home, boss. You're only mandated to wear a tie on road games. Oh, I thought it was when you had to show it when you were showing up for traveling, period. No, no. If, if you're on the plane, you got to have a tie. Gotcha. Okay. So, no, no tie. And, uh... I don't know. This is one of those games that's like, oh, what the fuck is? Uh, he says, what the difference? He's going to wear a bow tie. <laughs> there it is. He's done it before. I know, right? Ooh, you know what? Played by injuries. Cry babies. Literally crying on the field because he took a hit. Ah! Uh, picked the Chargers last week and they lost to the damn Bucks at home. Ah! Uh, 
<laughs> what the fuck, man? Chargers! Go Chargers! Right, here, well, here's a nice little nerf toss for the next pick. Bengals at the Browns. <laughs> Bengals. Yeah, give me the Bengals. Oh, come on, Cleveland! Battle of Ohio. Cleveland! This one's for you! Yeah, Bengals. All right, next up, battle for first place in the AFC shit south. <laughs> the Texans at the Colts. <laughs> oh, ugh, ugh. Texas are one and five away. Colts are three and three at home. I, I got to default to I like Andrew Luck better than I like Brock Osweiler. I'll pick the Colts. See, this one's kind of rough for me because I usually go with the best, the better defense. But then the Texans have been in free fall for the last three, four weeks. So, <sighs> and it's the Colts. So, uh, no matter what I pick, they're going to do the opposite. So, so give, me, give me, the, give me the Texans. Okay. Uh, Colts. <laughs> I just. That, that's, I, some, that's some confidence in that. Piece. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that is confidence personified. Well, I'm, I'm just looking, and as much as I was iffy about, you know, the Chargers and everything, Texans lost to the Chargers two weeks ago. Isn't that, isn't that how they cheer in the fans in the stands right now in Indianapolis, too? Colts? <laughs> They're not sure to get excited or not? I don't know. He's put up 41 points last week. What? Did his duty. Yeah. But he did play the Jets. Colts. He said duty. All right. (laughs) Vikings at the Jaguars. Come on, Jets! Come on, baby! All right. Vikings should win. Throwing out a trap game alert here again. But pick the Vikings. Yeah, give me the Vikings. The purple rain. Purple rain. (laughs) Oh, I want to pick the Jaguars so damn bad. And they're at home. They have a shot. Oh, do me a favor. Beat them. They're only in second place in their division. <laughs> With a 2-10 record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick the Vikings because I'm picking with my head, not my heart this time, because 49ers in Chicago, what the fuck? It's, seriously, you can't beat a toilet bowl. You deserve to sit down, you hypocrite bastard. All right. Vikings, praying to God the Jaguars make me have a loss. But Vikings. Alright, next up. Jets heading to Levi Stadium. Jets heading to home, man. Jesus, Jets. Yeah, Jets at, Jets at the 49ers. I, 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 I just, uh, we have moratorium, 49ers. I just, uh, that's not fair. Oh, Christ. Give me the Jets. What the fuck is that pick? Why? <laughs> Why? Because we're on a time. You talk enough to fucking fill up all the time. Go ahead. Make your pick. <laughs> the boss motherfucker. You got a hard out this week. Jets. I gotta have the Jets. At least Fitzpatrick stays in the whole game. <laughs> the Jets, because somebody has to. That's their new slogan this year. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I picked the Jets because somebody has to be concise this week. <laughs> Next up, okay, here you go, Saints at the Bucks. Oh boy, uh, I think I don't. I think we're gonna get Drew Brees is gonna be pissed. He he was held, you know, he had a little bit of history dubiously made on him last week. Uh, I'm picking. I'm picking the Saints in this one. I, I will talk a little bit about this one. Bucks obviously have a better defense, but their home record is such shit. And the Saints just got embarrassed. Because I don't care who you are, unless you're a Lions fan, it's embarrassing to lose at home to the Lions like they did. Give me the Saints. 
I won't talk much at all. I'm going to take the Bucks. I think the Saints have been exposed. Uh, their line, offensive line, ain't what it used to be. Their defense isn't is almost non-existent. Bucks are creeping on the come up. I got to take Jameis. Go get him, famous. Time will tell. Creeping on the come up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what do you want from me? We're in time. Yeah, they shook, son. <laughs> hey, man, this posse. Say something. Seahawks heading into Lambeau, taking on the pack. Um, I told you, I don't like a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. I said it in the group chat. I'll say it on the mic. Um, they got a, this, is, this is their toughest team they are playing. The next four weeks. Could argue it'd be the Lions, but we'll see when we get to week 17. Going with the pack, they're at home, they're pissed, they're on a roll. Green Bay. Give me the Seahawks. Yep, on a roll. Stops at the Seahawks. Legion of Boom missing Earl Thomas. It's okay. Nah. That's Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay was able to get one up on Seattle without Earl Thomas. And I think Green Bay is a way better team than Tampa Bay. But anyway, next I up. I think somebody ruffles the feathers, Green Bay implodes. We will see. All right. Dirty Birds heading out west. See the Rams. I, I think you got you picked the Falcons in this one, right? I mean, this is another one where I'm thinking, mm, trap game. But you know, you're, you're picking the Falcons. I am anyway. Yeah, I'm going with Falcons as well. Throughout the season, I'm going to yell, what the fuck is... This ain't one of those times. Definitely a Falcons game. If I'm wrong, I quit picking. <laughs> we have that on forever on the release into the internet. But, uh, okay, Sunday night game. This is going to be a good one, guys. Cowboys heading to Jersey, taking on the Giants. It's going to be a good game, but I think the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they extend that winning streak one more game. Somebody might stop the Cowboys, but a damn sure ain't going to be Eli Manning. Not a good game. Not even close. Zeke's going to be like, feed me. Eli yeah, Manning no. and Kristen Stewart could get in a competition of who can stare off into the distance the b- the best. Yeah, but I only want to fuck Kristen Stewart. Yeah, no worries. I only wanted to fuck Eli Manning, so. Okay, the Monday night game. Ooh. Ooh. There's a little doobie. <laughs> this, you know, it's a battle of the kickers before. This will be a battle of the kickers, son. They got Justin Tucker on their side. The Ravens heading into Foxborough. Play the Patriots. Man, man, man. I'm you know, I'm picking the Ravens. Pats are banged up. And just yeah, I mean Ravens showed. I mean Cowboys still beat them, but as far as the best team in the league this year, offensively, I mean the Ravens, they made them work for it. So I'm gonna pick the Ravens. They got something to play for too. No Pats. Pats, you could argue they're probably on cruise control at this point. We're going to get into the playoffs. The Ravens are tied with Pittsburgh. Like, every game is a must-win right now for them. I think they might have a little bit more fire in their belly, too. Well, I mean, anybody that pays attention knows Ravens are my AFC team, but it's the Pats. They're a machine, man. They are a fucking machine, and they've got the machinist coaching them. Just blank stares and deadpan answers, and just, just like a machine emotionlessly run over you and destroy you and doesn't give a fuck one way or the other. So, give me the pats. You take his draft picks, you take his quarterback, you take his tight end, you take his entire defense. He still wins. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Baltimore. I know you gotta get in there. It's not gonna happen this week. Uh, they're gonna show their strength without Gronk. That's all that is. Pats. Alright. Well, there it is. 
Time will tell. This week. No, sorry. It's a make or reek. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, this next... We're going to be coming out of the next four weeks here. This is the... These next four weeks, this is make or break. This is it. This is where you're going to prove you for real or prove you are fucking nothing. All right? And then with that being said, we'd like to thank everybody who listens, who downloads, who shares, who follows us on Twitter, at Sporty Podcast, uh, on Instagram, at Sporty underscore podcast. Uh, just thank you to everybody. The numbers get bigger every week. So it means people are listening. People are liking it. Uh, email the show, Sporty at ChristopherMedia.net. And... That being said, guys, we'll catch y'all next week. My co-hosts, you there? You gonna say goodbye? You guys disappear? Well, Earl and Rich say bye. So yeah, catch everybody next week. Peace out. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net